Welcome back to Unstoppable Spaces. Today is episode five. It's going to be an internal episode with our CEO, Matthew Gold, to go over the new.com update. Yeah, and uh, also, guys, if you have questions, I don't know if Adrian covered this, but please just go ahead and uh, DM them either to Adrian or to the Unstoppable account directly, and that way we'll look at them, and then we'll either just answer them or we'll call you guys up um, in order to get to them all. Cool. All right, Adrian, are we? Being, yeah, we're we're recorded, so I guess we're we're good to go. So yeah, dot com. Uh, I guess maybe the uh, first question that comes up is, you know, why did we do it? What was the uh, impetus behind supporting dot com? And I mean, if there was any aha moment or anything like that that led us to say, like, okay, you know, we got to go ahead and do dot com. And I think the first thing to say is we have always thought about bridging. Web 2 to Web 3 uh, domains. It's always been something that was on the roadmap for us. Uh, the timing was just right for us to work on this functionality. Now, in the depths of the bear market, we have the ability to focus on some you know, bigger initiatives. And this is one of those because it's a lot of work to go through. Uh, and so we actually, this past summer, started the process of getting ready for integrating .com into Unstoppable, uh, you know, just throughout all the different pieces of Unstoppable website. It's going to take us some time to get that in there and our APIs and everywhere else where you can um, interact with it. And I think if I had to say, you know, what was the trigger or uh, if there was an aha moment for selling .com, it's actually when we decided uh, about a year ago that we wanted to support all Web3 uh, TLDs. And when we came out and said, hey, we're going to support all the different Web3 domains, and we, we're going to support .eth, we're going to support uh, .sats, you know, there's several more that we're looking at, uh, and, and including our domains as well. Uh, it, it just struck me that .com is the biggest uh, domain TLD on the planet. And if we're going to be the spot where people web three enable their domains or, or, or use web three domains, we couldn't leave.com out. So it's, we had to get.com on there and it's turned out to be very positive. I've been very excited about the work that we've been doing behind the scenes. There's a lot of things there that people may not be able to see because it's not obvious. Uh, but we're just making a lot more contacts inside the industry uh, we just saw Brad at ICANN, for instance, and developing this technology to really help bridge the divide between Web 2 and Web 3 is just putting light bulbs off in a lot of people's heads about, oh, wow, there's a lot that we can do here. So actually, there's a lot to unpack <laughs> with um, .com domains and how we see this going over the next several years uh, with Unstoppable, but we're excited to get out the door today. And I know our first you know how we do. We just iterate. So we our very first thing was just to get it out the door so it's integrated on our back end. And we will be adding functionality over the next several months. Same way we're doing with .eth over, over several months. Uh, but I think this is great. This is going to open some, some doors for the Web3 domain community to really start talking to a lot of more Web2 domainers. I mean, just think about how much easier it's going to be for a Web2 domainer if they can go to UnstoppableDomains.com. They can see .com domains. They can buy those. They can web. They can in Web three enable those .com domains, and then at the same time, they can check out you know .nft, .x, .crypto, all these crypto domains, uh, and we can tell a story about 
how this is a new market for consumers, how do, how consumer domains is a thing. It's a little bit different than business domains and Web2 uh, and, and get those people into this journey because we're going to need them in order to bridge that divide. So the narrative is there. Uh, you know, the real world asset narrative has picked up a lot of steam. And we're out there saying domains are one of the very first digital only real world assets. It's a multi-billion dollar market. We need to get this on the blockchain as soon as possible. And that's what we're pushing for. Yeah. So that's how I see .com. Uh, you know, there's a lot of other places I can take it. Um, but in summary, I just think it's, it's really a way to build bridges and open doors for ourselves for uh, the industry at large, and we're bringing people together too. I, I think there's a lot here to unpack. So um, looking forward to diving some questions, but I also have some other notes uh, I can dig into if we need to. 100%. And uh, like mentioned before, just feel free to DM any questions to adrian.x on Twitter or the main UD account on Twitter. I have both my laptops open right now, so I can see both DMs. So I think another thing that happened this past week, which was uh, it actually dovetails quite well with this, is we had Brad out at ICANN. And so I know a lot of people got to see his talk. And we were actually hoping to get .com launched before the Hamburg ICANN meeting. So we missed it by like two weeks, right? So we were trying to get it out as soon as we could. But it's good that we got the fast follow, right? And now um, all those people that we just talked to in Hamburg can, can see some of the ideas that we have on uh, over the next couple of months on how we can um, open up new markets for domain names and then add new functionality. And uh, one of the things that I think is important is that by supporting .com, I think we're really putting our best foot forward, uh, especially towards ICANN and traditional Web2 domain uh, registrars and others in the industry, because uh, we're not trying to say it's um, one or the other, or that one is necessarily better than the other, or anything like that. It's a lot less adversarial, right? What we're saying is, this is a new market. Um, Web3 domains for consumers to be an endpoint for their cryptocurrency, uh, to be a place for them to manage their digital identity online, it really is a whole new area for you to expand into as an industry. And Honestly, you know, ICANN is super slow. I mean, they are on a five to 10 year time scale, uh, but they're very open minded. It's just they move slowly and um, they haven't been doing a lot of innovating over the past 25 years. And they kind of missed the opportunity that blockchains have offered for, you know, expanding out what domain names can do. And that's the conversations that we're having with ICANN. And we're actually looking at how can we um, you know, talk to more people uh, who are involved in the industry and talk to more people who help set standards? Uh, we have a whole bunch of new standards that we need to help develop for um, Web3 domains, and we need to talk to the Web2 domain people in order to make those standards work across so that we can get interoperability at some point in the future, because that's what everyone is looking for. Um, and uh, by launching with .com, uh, we can actually build a tech spec, right? So, so if we can show, hey, we can go .com to Web3 and we can go Web3 back to DNS and every different variation of that and how should the records be and um, 
how how can we handle problems that arise? Uh, how can we make sure that uh, we're compliant on every uh, one's different systems because everyone's system is going to have a little bit of different um, issues? And and how do we solve all of that? And by launching with .com, we get to experiment with it in real time. And I think that's a lot stronger um, when you're talking to someone from ICANN or the web or the web two domain industry. Is we can you know, the hope is to be able to demonstrate like, Hey, here's how it works. Uh, and you can do it with something that you already feel very comfortable with, um, a .com domain name. So, and, and I think like maybe another question that a lot of people have is like, how's this going to impact, um, other TLDs? Well, you know, showing that we can connect web two, ICANN with web three is in sport is just a great step for, you know, building bridges with ICANN and making friends over there. Um, consumer domains is a new concept. We need to show the industry. We can bring utility and value, not just hype. A lot of people are looking at crypto, right? And they look at you like you have two heads. Now, we're lucky because all the people in the domains industry, or specifically ICANN, they're all hyper-technical. All these guys, you know, they've been, they've been uh, thinking about computer networks for 10 plus years, right? So we're lucky because they, they don't write you off. You, you can get written off in crypto in a lot of places, um, but more technical people or engineers seem to be more open-minded if you can kind of prove out what you can do. So uh, if we can prove utility, this will help us get representation and other allies um, in in the industry. And when we're talking about utility, you know, the concept of being able to receive payment to a domain name is very interesting to ICANN folks. Uh, and also the concept of identity to domain names, um, I think, will be very interesting to ICANN folks. It's, it's a harder one for them to understand. It's going to take them a little longer to wrap their head around that. But we're solving problems that the Internet has. And because we're actually solving big problems that they have, I mean, they have huge problems with abuse uh, and with fraud, even just inside the DNS, DNS system uh, and being able to solve those type of reputation problems for ICANN. If we can show that with Web3 domains, if we can show that users having their private keys and being able to verify things back to their domain name and how that can help make uh, reputation systems and uh, identity systems online that can create a safer uh, a safer environment uh, or just create better environments and better user experiences. That's the kind of utility that ICANN is going to want to see, and that will help them uh, get us in uh, the door and carve out a space for um, this new technology. So I guess like, how is this going to impact uh, other TLDs? I think that uh, you know, .com is mostly for business uh, and we talk about this a lot, but there's, you know, 50 million businesses, 350 million registered domains, something like that. And we, we believe that Web3 domains are going to be much more consumer. So uh, I think that they're two different markets. There is going to be some overlap, uh, but the growth potential of the two working together is, um, I think, greatly outweighs any other types of things. I think the pie is going to grow a lot bigger is what I'm trying to say. Uh, if, you know, by by working and building technology bridges um, between these places. And so uh, that's why we're putting the effort in this direction. It looks like we have a few questions. Um, so the first one is from the hedgehog.eth, but he also goes by uh, the batman.eth. First question is, when will there be other Web2 TLDs offered on UD? So we have .com, but when will other TLDs like .xyz or .loan be offered on our site? Very good question. So uh, we... We're starting with .com because it's the big one, and we felt like we had to include it. Uh, when we're looking at other TLDs to include, we're going to try to find things that make sense from a consumer perspective. 
Uh, and we're going to try to find people that want to work with us in order to implement the technology. So what, what the hell does that mean? Uh, just as a, for instance, if you want to be able to enable a Web2 TLD to uh, like m- more cheaply be able to do on-chain transactions, there's some technical things that you need to be able to do um, on the back end. And so that kind of... <laughs> So there are some, we need to find some partners that are willing to work with us on the technology. Uh, And then we're also trying to find partners that are willing to work with us on the pricing. So I actually saw a comment on Twitter and someone was like, well, you know, I love registering a .com domain, but I hate paying the renewal fee. And, uh, you know, you guys know how I feel about renewal fees on domains. Uh, And I was just, and so it would be great, right, if we could find uh, someone in the traditional domain space who's maybe a little bit more flexible with how they do their uh, domain pricing long term. So we're trying to find some partners is what I would say. We're currently talking to a couple and I don't think we'll we're probably going to pick we're going to pick like two to four partners to work with in the space for for Web2 um, in addition to .com. And they're going to be people who are going to be forward thinking. Uh, and who are going to embrace the technology and hopefully allow us to do uh, some newer things that haven't been done um, before. And, and so I don't, it's not going to be everything. So to your question, it's like, are we just going to like support all the 1500 traditional ICANN TLTs? I would say no, because we want to work with some of them that are going to uh, work with us um, to make a better user experience. So, you know, there's, we're supporting .com and, that's going to unfortunately be like the most expensive one to web three enable just because, you know, we're going to have to just pay the extra gas because VeriSign is not, uh, well, maybe they will. We actually talked to VeriSign, but I'm saying we're, you know, there's a big company. They're not going to, you know, work with us on, on technical partnerships at this point. They want to see the technology proven out, but we will take a look at some of those other TLDs. And if you know someone in the web two domain industry who owns uh, one of these ICANN TLDs, um, reach out to us because we're actually talking to people right now. So who the hedgehog.eth or whatever, if you happen to know the person who owns .loan or whatever it is, uh, let them know. We're very interested in working together and we think it's a huge market. Awesome. And then uh, next question from Hedgehog. He asked a few. Will, will you have a web builder for these .coms? So I think he means like, like a website builder. This is a good question. Uh, I'm actually... <laughs> That's probably going to end up being on Ryan's plate. So Ryan on our team, for those who've been following us all domains for a while, you guys probably know Ryan. Um, he'll, he, he's, he has wanted to work a lot on a website builder along, along with a couple of other people on our team to improve that. So we'll take another look at that. Uh, but we're going to focus on the, we're going to focus on crypto payments, uh, you know, getting them into login, uh, login with unstoppable sign in with ETH, like all those types of things. We're going to really focus on the Web3 stuff first, and and then we'll take a look uh, at websites. I know a lot of people like websites, so maybe we'll you know make that like a side project for a couple people on the team to knock out uh, because there's interest. But you know our interest is going to be on the Web3 stuff because that's what the regular industry wants us to see. <laughs> like that's what that's what GoDaddy wants to see. That's what that's what the VeriSign and you know that's what the big players in this space in the domain industry, they want to see, they want to see, Hey, does this web three functionality, um, or get consumers excited? Is there actually a market here for web three domains for consumer identity? Um, and 
that's the part that they're never going to build, right? So they will never build uh, ways to do blockchain transactions. It's just not something that they'll ever get accomplished. So we have to build all the APIs and all the libraries and all the backend stuff to make that super easy for these other guys um, to get in. So that's going to be our major focus. But yeah, we might break up a side project for that. Awesome. And that can that's that's it for the hedgehog. But yeah, if anybody else has any other questions, feel free to DM the main unsolvable account or my personal account. I'm just keep refreshing here, so I'll see it when it pops up. So as far as timing, people might be wondering about our timeline for uh, you know, new features for .com domain names. And I will just say we're trying to ship it as quickly as possible. Uh, but, you, you know, we're going to, it's going to take some work. So uh, just to give you guys some, you know, some insight into what's happening on the back end, we had to put in our official application to uh, ICANN this summer, actually, to be like a licensed registrar. And that there's like a huge, you know, 100 page application for that. Um, we hope to get that approval uh, early next year, maybe like January. Right now, you know, we're, st we're selling .com right now um, through a broker or, or whatnot. It's just on the back end on how it works. But we're actually trying to get our official licensing. And then on our back end system, we have to implement just a whole bunch of things to all sorts of stuff around compliance. But you guys could not imagine how ancient technology is for domains. This stuff has not really been that updated since like 2003. And I'm talking about like they have XML for API endpoints, which is crazy. Uh, and and you know, there's all sorts of just weird edge cases on the tech that we're going to be tackling for the next um, several months. A couple things on timing that we are interested in doing is we're trying to get our wallet, uh, like an implementation for um, the MPC wallet for the vault product that we have. And I'm hoping we get V1 of that January, which we'll be testing on a sample domains on the back end. Um, and that will help us hook that up to uh, domain names very easily. And, the, and you can imagine a future where you buy a .com domain name and it comes with a wallet is kind of how we're trying to imagine it on the back end. Um, and we think that that maybe is a very good story to tell to regular domainers and also just to regular people. So uh, that's something that we'll... Hope to have uh, like an implementation in January. It'll probably take us like two months after that to get the, the kinks out. So that's March. Um, other features for your .com domain name, representing it on the blockchain itself. The registry team is working on that currently. And I think maybe this is the big piece of news. We're going to make it work across ENS and uh, UNS. So Unstoppable's naming system and the Ethereum naming system in addition to DNS. So it'll work across all three networks is what we're shooting for. Um, and so that means it'll work in a lot more places uh, than it could otherwise. And so that's going to be some effort to kind of tie all those different pieces together. Uh, and we're going to have some proposals as well for some updates on ENS because we're looking through the smart contracts and people who have been working on DNS on ENS, they've been doing this for a couple of years, but there's only about 10,000 domains over there. And there's some things that there's some things that can be improved. And there's been some good innovation there uh, recently, but we're going to make sure to pass that by ENS Labs team and Nick and Corey and all those guys. Um, 
And there's a couple of security concerns for ICANN. So this is one of the things that's different between unstoppable domains and uh, ENS, for instance, is we're a company. So when we were going to ICANN and talking to all these people, they're telling us what the rules and regulations are, which is actually really helpful because now we can actually go down and try to solve the problems for getting .com imported onto the blockchain. Uh, And we actually talked to VeriSign, who owns .com, for instance, and it was good to hear that they're open to seeing what's happening in the blockchain space, uh, but they do have some security concerns. And if you watch the presentation with Brad and I can, basically all of their concerns are around what do you do with abuse, uh, terrorism, CSAM, child exploitation. And uh, I will just tell you guys, if we don't address these types of problems for .com domains, right, then they could get upset and they could really throw a huge wrench um, for Web3 domains um, moving forward. Now, they don't want to do that right now because they know the industry is young. And I also think that we have, um, we, we're going to be able to come up with really good solutions that are going to, this is going to make everyone happy. It's going to make people in Web3 happy. I think it's also going to, it's going to make crypto people happy. And I also think it's going to make ICANN happy. Um, and, you know, if I had to summarize my opinion, uh, I would just basically say, uh, you know, if it's ICANN's network, it's ICANN's rules. I mean, it's their network, guys. Uh, and then if it's not ICANN's network, then it's somebody else's rules, right? Because it's not their network. Uh, and, and so I had that discussion uh, and we're talking to more people at ICANN on the technical side on that and kind of what that means. Um, but again, we're pushing into the Web2 space. We're supporting .com. We're going to... Uh, we see it as a way to experiment with how we can connect things together technically, how we can learn, how we can build connections in the, inside the industry, and how we can figure out what their problems are. So, yeah, I would say uh, if I was going to say the opportunity for working with traditional DNS is if crypto and Web3 can show utility for Web3 domains, and I think everyone in here already believes that it's super useful. I mean, anyone who's sent crypto knows that it's useful. And then for us who are looking further in the future, identity is super useful uh and i think that it's going to really help us solve problems with spam fraud um, misinformation online all sorts of issues like that you can't solve it without reputation uh and because if we can show that utility right and we'll start with crypto payments and, and attaching wallets and keep it super simple for these web2 people but move towards that identity direction if we can show real utility solving big problems that's exactly the type of thing that um, organizations like ICANN, uh, who is a regulator, is interested in. They're very interested in solving problems that happen on the internet. So I was actually surprised at how open-minded they are. And so when you guys see us doing all this stuff on .com and supporting DNS and trying to bridge domain names across DNS and ENS and UNS and trying to unite all these things on the back end, uh, we're we're learning uh, and uh, we're trying to put our best foot forward and show value. And I think we'll, I think we'll be able to do that over the next couple of years. So I'm excited. got plenty to work on and I feel like it's a good direction uh, for us to take. And the domain industry uh, will not be relying on crypto price go up, right. In order to be a sustainable industry, like we're going to rely on, um, we're going to rely on creating utility for end users and we're going to have our own uh, fundamental drivers for domains over the next year. So regardless of what's happening in crypto, and I know everyone's really excited about uh, Bitcoin ETFs and whatnot, but regardless of what's happening in crypto, we want to create our own wave is what I'm trying to say um, for Web3 domains. And that's what we're focused on. And I feel like we've got a good way to do that.
Also, we have a few more questions here. So the next question is from sassytoken.nft. They just said .com email, but I assume that they mean whether the .com domains will get the same email functionality that some of our Polygon domains um, have. Great question. Yes. And also messaging, right? Which I think is pretty interesting because .com people aren't used to having messaging. Uh, so you'll, I mean, we're going to hook up XMTP messaging too, right? So I think that's going to be kind of dope. <laughs> so again, like uh, I was talking to some uh, some friends of mine who have been skeptical of Web3 domains for years and they know that I work on it and they respect me as a person. Uh, but I will tell you that conversations that I've had even within my own social circles when I say, hey, we're going to start supporting .com and then I talk about how it's going to work with crypto addresses and how it's going to have messaging and how it's going to work across these different identity networks, you know, our, our own blockchain system, ENS and these other ones. Um, light bulbs go off, right? <laughs> and so I actually think it breaks down barriers because if you tell people you're taking a .com domain name and then you're, web three, you're adding Web3 stuff to it, they go, they don't have to get past like, oh, it's an NFT. They don't have to ask any of those questions. They can just go straight to what's the utility. And then when you say the utility is, well, it's a wallet and you get a message on it uh, and, and you can also you know, attach your profile to it. They go, oh, okay, that sounds pretty interesting. But if you say, hey, you know, go get .nft and it's an NFT and it's all they have to get their mind has to get over the crypto first. So I think it's one of those things people talk about in crypto all the time is there's this huge barrier where you're trying to explain, you know, how does this crypto network work? And the person just goes blank because it's too confusing. Um, and we at some point, all these things are going to work across all the different systems and no one's going to know the difference. And the sooner the industry can move forward to a place where it's like, don't even worry about any of that backend stuff. Just it works and it saves you time and money and it makes life easier. That's what we need to get to. So, yeah. Great. And we got another few questions from double zero dot X. The main question there is, will UD be tokenizing dot coms? Uh, uh, the short answer is yes. And the long answer is we will be doing it in a way that makes uh, ICANN happy. <laughs> so, so like, and, and what does that mean is uh, just on a, on the back end of the technical system, there's, it may not necessarily be a token, although I think it probably will. It may just be a records representation on chain. Right. So it just depends on how they want to do it. And, Honestly, it's going to end up, we have it built so that we can do it by TLD. So, you know, I said earlier that uh, we, if you happen to know someone in the Web2 industry who has a TLD, and I see Ishmili on here, and he already referred a friend up, <laughs> he already referred a friend, so thank you, um, who owns a TLD, and, we, and we're already talking with those guys. Um, we actually are building the system so that it's on a per TLD basis, and that's because different TLDs have different rules, right? So if you're working with it like a, a um, GTLD, then that has one set of rules. If you're working with a country code TLD, that has another set of rules. And some of these countries have crazy rules. Like you have to be a citizen of that country to register a domain or something like that. Um, so you have to do it on a per TLD basis. They all have different jurisdictions. Uh, and so, yeah. So the short answer is, yeah, we're going to be tokenizing.com. The long answer is, well, actually, you know, we'll do it however the hell that TLD wants us to do it. Right. So, so, and they are going to have their different rules around it. And um, for instance, for uh, .com on VeriSign, they expressed a very strong interest in making sure that there's always a one-to-one -one relationship for fraud prevention. That was like 
the number one thing for those guys. And so we're going to make sure that that works. And that may require like extra work from us in order to make that happen. Um, but we're having those conversations. Great. And then um, the last question from double zero dot X. So I'll, I'll kind of rephrase how he wrote it. But uh, essentially, since since dot AI was kind of a country code for I think Anguilla or Anguilla, do we see a, a time and day sometime in the future where ICANN would allow single character or single digit uh, TLDs to exist or or operate in their system? It depends how many crazy crypto people we get to end up having domains. And I guess that also depends on how many crazy crypto people there are. If we have 3 billion people uh, online or 7 billion or 8 billion or whatever the hell it is, and they all need domain names, um, my personal opinion, this is an opinion, is ICANN is going to open up a lot more real estate, right? Because they're going to have to. And people aren't going to want to have stupid long uh, domain names, right? And there's no technical reason why they can't open up one character uh, domains. There are some technical reasons around certain characters, uh, like emojis or something like that, but but there are not, uh, you know, within technical limits, I think that more of this real estate um, will get, will be open. Now, it's a long journey uh, for ICANN. ICANN works on a 10-year cycle. The last time ICANN made a major update was 2013 that was 10 years ago the next time they're scheduled to make updates on tlds is probably not for another three years so i'm telling you it's 13 years for them to make you know a new major decision so this is not a place to be for uh people in it for the short term it's not a place to be for people in the medium term it's not even a place for people to be in it for the long term you really this is a very long term uh (laughs) this is a very long term uh, industry just because the regulator is uh, here and very cautious um, and you know people like unstoppable we can help make it happen faster uh, but there are limits 100 percent. and that kind of concludes the, the questions i have so far so yeah if you guys have more questions because this is a pretty interesting update feel free to dm my main account at adrian.x or the UD account that's hosting the spaces right now, and I'll answer it right away. Cool. All right. Well, we've got a couple. Let's bring. Does anyone want to come up? Dre, I see you here. If you have questions, we'd bring you up. Ishmael, if you want to come up, we'd bring you up. If you want to talk a little bit, um, and I see we got exo.sats. If some of you people uh, want to chat, go ahead, hit the speaker button. We'll bring you up and talk for a little bit. Yeah, we got one more question to roll in. This guy says, uh, his name is Namer Tips. Hey, Matt, what are your thoughts on the existing tokenization and bridging of Web2 domain TLDs like uh, .art, also .id, .credit? Might be worth looking into. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Uh, We are looking at all of them. (laughs) So I have, have, we have a Notion doc and it has like a spreadsheet on it and we're looking at all of them. And... um, we're trying to find a way to make it as make it cheaper. Right. So I will say that our initial research, we already found a way to make it about five times cheaper than currently uh, is done on ENS on ENS itself. So we'll actually, so actually you'll be able to put your .com domain name on ENS for about one fifth the price on unstoppable domains, just because we found a new way to do the cryptographic proof, which is cheaper, which is pretty dope, right? So, um, but so we're looking at every single one of these that have done it, uh, and we're we're trying to develop some standards around how to do it, and you know our interest is trying to make it as cheap as possible um, for the end user. But yeah, we're talking to 
we're talking to those guys too. So, uh, you know, let them know we're, we're open for business and trying to find technical partners to work with. Sweet. And it looks like we have Ishmili up here. What are your thoughts on uh, the update, Ishmili? Yeah, GM, everyone. Um, first of all, congratulations, Matt, and the Unstoppable Domains team. Um, you guys are definitely trailblazers when it comes to innovation, not just in Web3 domains, but now in domains in general. Um, and I wanted to just openly express my gratitude um, for your support um, for the Domain Expo. Um, Unstoppable Domains has really stepped up and, you know, really helped us out to make this a reality. Uh, Matt, you know, you guys run a spearhead, the Domainer Alliance, Web3 Domain Alliance. Can you speak on that and what the vision is for that and why, you know, stakeholders in this space should know about that? Ah, great question. So we actually just had a lot of um, updates to our thinking for the Web3 Domain Alliance coming out of the ICANN meeting. So we're going to be digesting that over the next six weeks and sharing that out with all the partners that we've been talking to. And, uh, you know, believe it or not, ICANN has a lot of good experience on policy. And what's great is because they've already done it before, we're going to take a lot of the things that they have done in the past and we're going to start adopting those into the Web3 Domain Alliance. So we got to get that reviewed by everybody. <laughs> but um, I think that, you know, I really think the Web3 Domain Alliance is going to be a place for the crypto industry to get together and talk about domains. Um, and I think you'll see more of that next year. And it's been a little slow out the gate, but that's because we have been cautious because we didn't want to put anything out there before it was ready. And I'm glad we waited because when we went to ICANN, ICANN had a lot of suggestions for how to vet, um, how to vet registries, uh, you know, what type of initial uh, breakout teams, I, I forget what they call them, but you know, what, what type of uh, topic should we be looking at first? And of course, we want to look at the topics that are going to be most important to, you know, DNS, future DNS integration um, that we're definitely going to break out a subroom, uh, like a subgroup for that, like a subcommittee, I think is a way to talk about it. And so we're trying to get some structure around the Web3 Domain Alliance. We have a lot of interested parties. We have a lot of really good, interested initial parties. Um, and uh, we hoping we're hoping to also get ENS involved. Uh, we've extended the olive branch again several times. And, uh, so if you're in that community, we would just say like, you guys should know, we would love to, to have you guys as a part of that as well. Um, and you're welcome to join and listen in and help contribute to standards. Uh, and so let's talk about why do we think it's going to work and maybe what the history is. A lot of people don't know this country code TLDs, the two character ones like .io, .ai, you know, that are so hot or whatever. They were not part of ICANN. They were their own separate thing when they started. And people don't realize that. But basically, countries said, we need to have our own domain zone, right? And uh, because we think it's important for digital adoption in our country. And ICANN said, well, that's totally fair. You should be able to have that. Um, and so they they all got their uh, index. They got their strengths, right? But then they developed their own rules. And... Uh, they got together as an industry and they had their own meetings and they had their own groups and they had everything their own that was separate from the rest of ICANN. And then over a multi-year period, 
they started merging closer and closer to ICANN as their standards got developed. Okay. I think the exact same thing is going to happen with Web3. And that's what we should be striving for. Uh, and that's what we're telling others too is let's get this thing together. We'll develop the standards. We'll work closely with what other people have done, like ICANN on DNS. And then over the next 10 years, and I know that's a long time for a lot of people, but it's really not that long, we'll develop all the standards on um, the core security things that people need to have done, taken care of, the technology, how that should work, um, making sure that you know, it technically it functions correctly, that you can find the records the right way, some standards around what speed should, things should be working at, what are lookup times, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then 10 years from now, the Web3 domains uh, could be represented inside of ICANN. Like, I think that's an eventual path. I'm not saying that's definitely where it's going to go because you can't predict the future. But we saw that happen with CCTLDs. And so that's our, that's our model. Uh, and I think that we actually had a lot of breakthroughs at the ICANN conference because we learned a lot from those people. And we're going back again to Puerto Rico whenever that happens in like five months or something. Um, and we'll hopefully find more partners too to join into the Web3 Domain Alliance. So I think it's, a, I think it's an important place for people to get together uh, and also, I think that domain events uh, like the Domainer Expo and also I think NamesCon, which will be next May or June, we should get more crypto Web3 people going to those events and showing up uh, and talking to each other uh, so that we can be part of the conversation. And honestly, guys, it'd be great uh, potentially to have you all show up at the ICANN conference in Puerto Rico, right, uh, which is maybe in I think that's the Q1 of next year because that's not too far away. Um, for a lot of people in the U.S. can make it there. And they, you would be surprised they want to hear from you, right? Uh, ICANN wants to know that there are people that care about crypto uh, and they think that, that believe in the future of uh, Web3 domains and digital identity. Um, and, you know, showing up is important to that type of stuff. Can I, can I have a follow-up question? Speaking of standards, I, I, I agree with the sentiment that it's better to have an alliance that creates those standards, um, works in avoiding collusion and all the concerns that people have brought up with Web3. Another common FAQ that I, you know, I sort of like have a disagreement with people on is this issue of you need to have renewals. And clearly you guys have taken the path of not having renewals. So people claim that this isn't sustainable. Can you shed some light into your approach and why you don't think renewals are necessary? Yeah, well, I think technology should get cheaper. Um, I mean, it's really that simple. My flat screen TV that I bought for 250 bucks is one tenth the price of a flat screen TV that I bought, you know, in, in 15 years ago. Right. And it's twice as big. Uh, and I don't understand why it should get more expensive just because people want to raise the rents. Right. So when when people say, oh, you need to have renewal fees. Well, why do I need to have them? I haven't really heard a good reason, especially for things that are on blockchains, because the network keeps the state. So there's no server that I have to run for your NFT domain. It's on the blockchain. You get that with Ethereum or Polygon or whatever. It's free. Uh, so ICANN actually has a fee, right? Uh, and, it, it, and their fee, like ICANN's fee for running the network, is, I think it's right around 25 cents per domain per year. Now, I would say here to everyone on this call that if you get a Web2 domain name and the renewal fee was 25 cents a year, you would say that's fair, right? I think you would say that's fair. And I think that's reasonable for what ICANN is doing. Um, and my question is, what am I spending the other 15 bucks on, right? <laughs> so, uh, and, 
And the thing is, is the domain name industry just hasn't had to cater to consumers the same way that um, tech has in a lot of other areas. Consumers are super demanding on price and on quality. They push prices down over time. And that's what's going to happen with consumer domains. I think that consumer domains are going to push prices down and they're going to force companies to figure out how to find how to make money by providing services to those domain names um, in the future. And that's uh, and that's where I see the future going. So I think that uh, prices should come down for domain names. Maybe they won't go to zero. Right. But they should go significantly lower. And then in terms of like, how can you have a business if it doesn't have renewals? I will point you to GoDaddy's uh, um, uh, public filings, and I want you to go look and see how they make money. 60% of their revenue has is not domains, okay? So the majority of the revenue is not domains. It's actually selling services to domains. So it's selling websites. It's selling email. It's selling uh, privacy block, right? <laughs> so, uh, and those those are services that you pay for, and they do something for you every year. I think that makes sense. The you know and the money that they make on domains a lot of that's also marketplace twenty that twenty percent of that remaining forty is actually marketplace well that makes sense too you can make money running a marketplace you know we all see OpenSea made a lot of money uh, running a marketplace and the rentals is a smaller part of the business but I honestly just think that if you look at GoDaddy's revenue greater than sixty percent of it is you know websites and marketplace sales it has nothing to do with renewals um, you know I'm sure renewals are a profitable part of their business. But that doesn't mean it's good for cost for consumers. Uh, so yeah, I think there's a lot of fear in the industry because um, they just haven't had the pressure for consumers to come in and enforce them to lower prices. But you know, I think Amazon's right. You know, and the guys at Walmart are right. You should try to make the prices lower for your customers every day if you can. And uh, we're gonna stick to that commitment. And yeah, it makes people upset who are competing with us. But guess what? It, it wins us customers, and that ultimately is what's going to matter. No, certainly, I, I think those ancillary services you mentioned are a key revenue stream that people underestimate, right? You know, selling things like premiums. You guys had a successful auction. We're right at the dot, and I can see that being scaled. Um, I think there are other ways, like you mentioned, that haven't been explored yet. Um, and obviously, you know, at the end of the day, you're, you're, you're running a, a, a successful business. And I think the demonstration will speak on that. But there's always this pushback, which is, um, what about the squatters? Well, if someone loses a wallet, what will happen um, if there's no renewal? Yeah, so, uh, well, a couple things there is I would just say better custody products. Um, for your domain. And you could imagine a situation where 100% of domains that are bought on unstoppabledomains.com, uh, we could by default put everybody into a you know, backup smart contract for their domain name, as an example, and then offer that as a service. And that way you wouldn't be able to lose your key. So that would be an example of how that could be solved. Um, and I just think that we'll get there. You know, it's early. People used to lose their Bitcoin all the time on their computer. You know, there's a guy out there who's like 7,000 Bitcoin loss on his computer. That's just because he was early. Today, that doesn't happen as much because there's a lot more ways to back up. But I'll be honest, the wallet tech is still pretty poor and uh, the ability to back up in crypto is still pretty poor. So there's a lot of work to be done there. I just think that's the cost of of blockchains and self-custody assets. You know, it's the trade-off um, on, on that side. So, you know, there's, yeah, there's going to be some lost domains out there. But um, on the upside, I think that you're going to be able to have your identity on the internet 
and uh, other people aren't going to be able to take that away from you. And I think that we don't want to underestimate how important that is for um, for human freedom, just globally, um, especially in a world where your domain can get censored. Uh, I think it would be terrible if your identity got censored. So, yeah, we're, we're going to fight for that. Uh, and I believe we're right. And I, and I think that all the concerns around it can be mitigated using other technology without taking out the core um, self-custody principles that uh, everyone in crypto has been excited about. So it looks like that wraps up all of the questions that uh, people asked over DM and just posted to the, uh, to the main account for spaces. So I'll just pass it off to, uh, to Ishmael and then to Matt for, for final thoughts. I mean, for me personally, I, I just get excited the more I learn about UD. Um, I'll be frank, when I came in the space, I fell victim to the agenda of decentralization. And clearly that's a myth. I think that, you know, we need to have some sort of checks and balances. We don't want to live in a, in a we don't want to have an internet where people are, you know, just like abusing the freedom, so to speak, right? You don't want to wake up to an internet where people are putting up images of kids in a compromising manner and things like that. So I think, you know, Web3, um, in my opinion, is a paradigm shift. And I think Unstoppable Domains and others are, are leading the path. And I'm excited about the Domain Expo. Um, it's a dream come true. Um, and, you know, just happy to connect with Matt in person and other stakeholders from Web2 and Web3. I think being inclusive is the best way for everyone. Um, and I, I, I think we're maturing as a community where we're now becoming, you know, and I, I think Unstoppable has made a good example of that, extending that olive branch and, you know, the, the narrative of this versus that is becoming more of a, you know, it's, it's less noisy, so to speak, right? And I just look forward to seeing this industry mature. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. You guys are the 800-pound gorilla in the room. And even though everyone has a different approach, I think what's important is we're respectful um, to each other's individual investment thesis. And, you know, you guys are definitely um, leaders in the space, and I commend you for that. Um, and, you know, I'm just excited. I'm excited about domain expert i want to urge everyone to definitely try to make it out to vegas um so you can meet matt in person uh, and andre and bama and ivan and all these todd and name it tips and hedgehog and flexter and you know it's our conference and unstoppable has really supported it and um you know i know you guys are doing your company meetup at at the westgate so it's going to be exciting and i think this space is is very promising and as long as we have innovators like Matt and the UD team, the sky's the limit. All right. Well, I appreciate the vote of confidence. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it's been it's been great chatting with uh, you guys, kind of giving you an update on what's going on. It's a lot uh, behind the scenes and unstoppable. We've just been trying to ship um, as much as we can this year, and we're just going to keep we're going to keep building. We know that what we have has value. Uh, we know that the changes that we can see happening on the internet uh, with Web3 domains and, you know, with self-custody domains and digital identity, these are big changes uh, that can have tremendously positive impacts and build entire new industries. And so we're just going to keep we're just going to keep heading that direction, right? And tune out the noise. So and thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening to us. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Awesome. Thank you, guys. We're going to wrap it up for today.